Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What up, what up, what up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast. I'm Justin Michael. It is Friday, May 12th. We're going to get into the latest recruiting news for CSU football. Utah transfer Jordan Noyes, their former starting kicker, will be joining the program. He was the nation's oldest kicker in 2022, second oldest player in college football. So we'll kind of dive into his background a little bit, talk about why he's such an important addition. If you listen to the uh, two earlier podcasts this week, I actually said that kicker was probably the biggest priority in terms of position where the Rams still needed to add depth. Less than 48 hours later, we get that commitment from Jordan Noyes, continue to be really impressed by the staff. So we'll talk about that. Uh, I'll joke a little bit about whether I could be a specialist if I trained for three years. The answer is no. And then we'll uh, we'll get into just an expedited version of what's happening in Agland, give a little update on some of the other sports around campus. If you listen to the podcast regularly, you know that the focus is always going to be football and hoops. That's definitely my specialty. That's what I get paid to cover. But I most certainly bleed green and gold, and I try my best to highlight the individuals doing big things on campus when I have the opportunity, especially in a time like now where it's a little bit deader on the news cycle more dead, deader. I don't even know if that's a word. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into all of it. Just briefly, I wanted to do an intro here on the Nuggets and just kind of some of the takeaways that we can get from their success and how they can kind of be applied to CSU and really any team. But I just think what makes this team so special in the modern era is the fact that it's a homegrown organization that built and developed this team. They rode the highs and lows together the last couple of seasons, experienced some unfortunate injuries the past couple of years that held them back from reaching their potential. Sound familiar? But instead of blowing the whole thing up the first time things got tricky, they stayed true to the vision and they continued to work at it. They understood the fact that injuries played a major role in their lack of success in the postseason the last couple of years. They looked at the situation logically, which feels like happens less and less in sports these days because of just the general impatience. Everything has to be a quick fix. Everybody wants the immediate results, immediate success. And I understand it, especially if you've been losing for years and you're just sick and tired of being at the bottom. You just desperately want to feel excited about something and you're fed up. I get that. But in my opinion, whether it's the transfer portal or If it's the NBA, you could look at a situation like Phoenix where you try and make this big splash trade in the middle of the year. And had it worked out, I guess I wouldn't be sitting here trying to make this point. But I genuinely believe if you want sustained success and not just a flash in the pan, one quick run, that takes patience. That takes trial and error. I mean, there are infinite examples of some of the best coaches in all of sports and how they failed. They failed so much early on in their careers. And even after that, they might have not have necessarily succeeded right away. It might have just been kind of okay. 
But if you have the right leader, you have the right vision to turn things around, you can really reap the rewards of being patient. Now, does that mean it's always going to work out? No. I preached patience with Mike Bobo. It clearly did not work out in the end. Sometimes that backfires. And that's just because this is an imperfect process. There's no one way, no set operation that is going to work for everyone. But I'm not going to lie, guys. As a little bit more of an old school sports fan, in an era where it's become all about instant gratification, the quick fix, adding 100 transfers, you know, signing the three biggest free agents, it really connects with me to have this team that we got to see built up together. It reminds me of the Tim Miles era with CSU men's basketball or even, you know, the beginning of the Medved era and how it all came together. When you ride with a team from day one and you experience the entire ascension, there is nothing sweeter than when you finally get to taste that success. We had it with the Avs last year. If CSU could, you know, make a run to the Mountain West Championship, it would feel very much that way. But this Nuggets team just holds such a large place in my heart because they didn't skip steps. They did it the right way. They experienced heartbreak. They battled through adversity. And now they have an opportunity to potentially advance to the NBA Finals. Obviously, they'll have to get through the, the Western Finals and beat either the Lakers or Warriors, which would be, you know, just the, the next chapter in what's been this epic story. But I'm telling you guys, when you don't skip steps, when you don't cut corners, when you do finally achieve it and you do it the right way, man, does that feel good. And that's what I so desperately want for CSU, especially because much like the Nuggets, nobody outside of us that bleed green and gold outside of the Ram Nation believes in us. We see the tweets. We see the jokes. We don't have our heads in the sand. And that's why when CSU finally gets back into contention, and I believe that they will under Jay Norvell, hopefully this season, maybe next season, but it's going to feel damn good when it happens because we're building this program the right way. Anyways, that's my two cents. We're going to get into recruiting here in just a second, but uh, there's a whole lot of folks out there that tweeted a whole lot of mess about the Nuggets this year, and they're deleting a lot of that, but we saw it. We don't forget. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Jordan Noyes, the latest transfer commitment for CSU football, likely going to be the starting kicker for the Rams this fall. Real quick, though, got to shout out the homies over at Pins and Aces. They're the official golf apparel partner of All City and DNVR. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. They're a family-owned golf and apparel business based right here in Colorado. They make amazing polos, golf bags, hats, even our favorite beer sleeve, which is an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code DNVR to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That is pinsandaces.com. Also, professional rugby has returned to Rugby Town USA as your hometown American Raptors have begun its six-match homestand against the six South American rugby teams that make up the brand new Super Rugby Americas competition. You can find the full schedule at AmericanRaptors.com. Even better, you can check out the DNVR Raptors podcast by my guy Colton Strickler. Check that out on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby. Exclusive interviews with athletes and coaches, betting advice on super rugby, um, whatever you need, man. He has these one-on-one podcasts that are a great way to get introduced to the sport if you're not familiar. And if you've never been in person, I highly recommend getting out to Infinity Park. Tickets are just $10. Children 12 and under are free. 
If you can't make it, you can watch all the matches live on ESPN+. Plus. Also, be sure to stop by the DNVR bar for uh, the team's season finale watch party on May 27th. They take on the Cobras Brazil at 12 p.m. See you in Rugby Town, USA. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about Jordan Noyes, the Utah transfer, who will be joining the program. Last year, he was the second oldest player in the FBS, the oldest kicker at 30 years old. I imagine that means he'll be 31 for this fall. I'm not sure when his birthday is. Tried to find it. But there's no doubt about it. This is a big-time addition for the program. It was much needed. Field goal kicking was a roller coaster, to say the least, throughout spring ball. After the green and gold game, Jane Orvell said the following, I think our field goal kicking has been inconsistent. We're going to continue working on that, and we're going to evaluate bringing in some guys here. Noyes ended up being the guy that they brought in. Noyes is a converted soccer player from England, a former walk-on with the Utes in 2020. He was their kickoff specialist that season and in five games averaged 63.4 yards per, uh, per kick, Excuse me, had 11 touchbacks. Then in 2021, he averaged 61 and a half yards per kick, 29 touchbacks on 69 total kickoff attempts. He was a perfect 21 to 21 on Pats that year, made the first two field goals of his career. 29-yarder and a 33-yarder and a 42-34 loss to Oregon State. In 2022, Noyes went 34 of 34 on points after touchdowns. Again, a perfect 55 of 55 in his career. Six of eight field goal attempts. However, after missing kicks against UCLA and USC in conference play, he lost his starting gig. So not surprising that he decided to enter the portal, particularly with the Utes adding Becker, the former CU kicker, you know, the writing was basically on the wall there, probably wasn't going to have much of an opportunity for playing time. Instead, he comes to Fort Collins where, let's be real, CSU desperately needed him. And just hopefully he can provide some consistency for CSU at that position. I mentioned it the other day, but in my opinion, you got to go all the way back to Jared Roberts to where CSU had a really great kicker. I mean, there have been some nice stretches over the years by Wyatt Bryan, obviously, Caden Camper had some nice moments, both under Bobo and Adazio as well. But it's been about a decade since we felt really, really good about the state of that position. Hopefully, Noyes can be the guy that brings stability there. As far as his background goes, a little bit odd, I suppose, just in terms of the dynamic of the locker room. He's going to be significantly older than just about everybody on the team by about a decade. But I'm really not sure how much interaction there is between the specialists and the rest of the roster anyways. It's not like having a 30-year-old quarterback or something. Plus, Patty Turner, the punter, he's an older guy as well. So it's not like he's going to be the old, the only older gentleman on the team. And honestly, I kind of like the idea of having a kicker with some life experience. You know, going to be 31 this fall. He's married. He's got three kids. At that point, the pressure of a chip shot field goal doesn't feel like much. But I just think it's a neat story. I think it's cool to have a 30-year-old kicker. I think it's neat to have a player on the team that's older than me just because it kind of allows people to daydream like, what if, you know, what if I went back to school and was able to do something like this? Now, most of us, were not athletic enough to be professional soccer players overseas. So that's a pretty important distinction to throw out there. But that's what's fun about sports is just daydreaming and the fantasy of what if it was me that was able to do it. And the reality is, is that for most people, it's just not in the, in the cards, but it is a cool story and an example of, you know, it's never too late to try something new. 
So I'm really looking forward to getting an opportunity to meet him. Looking forward to seeing how this whole year plays out, but especially with him. And more than anything, I think it's just a big relief that you have another guy who has played. You know, it's not some guy that has been on a roster for five years, but didn't do anything. And hopefully that is one position where we won't really have to worry about anymore. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to get into what's happening in Agland, talk about some of the individual and team successes of some of the other sports around campus. But I do want to make sure that I plug my upcoming interview with Trey Pastor, grad transfer linebacker coming over from Cal. He's a guy that I expect to play a major role for the defense this fall. Looking forward to catching up with him. Recently earned his degree from Berkeley, so very clearly a smart guy. I'm in the process of getting some of these other transfers on the pod as well, so make sure you keep your eyes open for all of that. And if you missed my interview last weekend with Jack Moran, 2024 commit, son of Sean Moran, make sure you go back and listen to it. Really, really exciting for his future. Should be a stud at DT. Before we get into Agland, Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion, and there's no better way to watch a game than having some ice-cold Breck Brew on deck. They've been doing it for 32 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. It's made with 100% renewable energy. Gotta love that. Also gotta love the endless variety that they offer. I've been really big on their summer shandy of late, but you can't ever go wrong with just the classic Avalanche Amber Ale. Whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it with a Breck Brew in hand. Check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Finally, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. You can check it all out in person at their brand new location in the Park Meadows Mall, a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. And again, if you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them free. Within 30 days, there's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shade's rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, let's get into it. First things first, the signing of Neat Clifford is now official. Him and Joel Scott are both official, still waiting on Javante Johnson. There's a quote from Nico Medved from the press release. Neek is a great addition to our roster. His size and versatility will fit well on both ends of the court for us. His experience and playmaking ability will translate immediately to our team. I've already talked about Neek quite a bit, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. Not going to spend a ton of time on any of these. It's kind of a rapid fire type segment. But Clifford played in 82 games during his three seasons at CU. He had 50 starts, averaging 5.4 points, 3.6 rebounds over his career. Career 34% from three-point range, so I think he has the ability to shoot higher than that, especially playing with a a better point guard that can potentially get him some better shots. Um, He shot 40% from the three-point arc his sophomore season, so that is a perfect example of that. Coming out of high school, he was a four-star prospect out of the Vanguard School in Colorado Springs, 2020 Colorado Gatorade Player of the Year, two-time first-team All-State selection He was ranked the number two overall prospect by 247 Sports and the 29th best shooting guard in the nation for that year. 
really a big time commitment for CSU, huge addition for the program, and just a perfect example of why relationships matter. Nico and Ali recruited the hell out of Neat Clifford in high school. I mean, I remember talking with Ali about him and they they were so hopeful that they would be able to convince him. He ultimately ended up in Boulder. Things just didn't really seem to work out there with Tad. They decreased his role as the year went on, got him less and less opportunities, and now it comes full circle. He ends up at CSU with guys he knows from the Springs, Joel Scott, Javante Johnson. It's a really cool story. I'm really excited for basketball season. We'll have to see what happens with Isaiah. No update there as of yet. I imagine that doesn't come until after the G League Combine, potentially after the NBA Combine, if he gets a late invite to it after balling out at the G League Combine, we'll see. That was a lot of Combines. Hopefully you're still with me. Moving on, we've got the Mountain West Track and Field Championships. The CSU Track and Field team started out day one on a high note as the women's team enter, or exited excuse me, with 39 points there in first place. The men's team sits in second place with 32 total points. Senior Lexi Keller, who is a three-time All-American and arguably pound-for-pound the greatest athlete on campus right now, she finished the day in second place after four events with 3,360 points. She placed third in the 100-meter hurdles with a time of 14.22 seconds. She was third in the high jump with 1.7 meters and second in the shot put, throwing a mark of 12.36 meters, third in the 200-meter with a time of 25.15 seconds. Just an insanely impressive athlete. There's nothing in which she does not compete. Moving on to the men's side, it was a big day for Drew Thompson. He won four or five events in day one of the decathlon, setting personal records in both the 100-meter dash and 400-meter. He won the long jump with a mark of 6.96 meters, and he placed first in the shot put with a throw of 13.24 meters, all good for a total of 3,890 points. You can find more on that online. Uh, at csurams.com. Vicki Dombeck, Assistant Director of Strategic Communication, does a great job of providing info on all things track and field, softball, and volleyball. Always want to make sure I shout out the SIDs when I can because they really are great at CSU. They make my life so much easier. Moving on to softball, unfortunately, their season came to an end with an 11-0 loss to Nevada in the Mountain West Championships. That said, a couple days ago, four Rams were honored with Mountain West All-Conference recognition. Ashley York and Haley Smith were both or were both named first team All Mountain West. Molly Gates and Danielle Surma were both named second team All Mountain West. Congratulations to them. And although the season ended in a disappointing fashion, it's still been cool these last couple of years to see CSU softball really get put on the map for the first time. And I think this women's complex is going to be huge for soccer and softball, just bringing some legitimacy to the program. But I wanted to make sure that I recognize those individuals on their impressive seasons, despite how it ended. Uh, York finished the regular season with the third best batting average in the conference at 405. She had the second most hits with 64. She started 44 games in center field. Smith was one of the top hitters in the conference. She finished tied for first place with 12 home runs. She had eight doubles and three triples as well. Slugging percentage of 651. Gates, who was a North Dakota State transfer, she earned second team all-conference honors after playing and starting in 45 games in left field. She had a 366 batting average and the third best total of 60 hits on the season. Finally, Cerna, a utility pitcher first base combo. She earned the first all-conference recognition after hitting 
323. She had 10 doubles, a triple, and two homers. She also had 192 putouts and 23 assists with one, only one air. Really, really nice and versatile player. All right, y'all. That's all I've got for today. I know it's a little bit shorter of an episode, but that's how it's going to be occasionally in the offseason. Happy Mother's Day to all the Ram moms out there. Make sure you're doing something special. Tell your mom you love her. There should be a Mother's Day once a month, in my opinion, because that is how important they are. It's how much they do for all of us. But uh, yeah, happy Mother's Day to all you Ram moms out there. Much love, y'all. Hope you're staying dry. This rain has been insane. Picked a horrible time to have to drive across the state to the Western Slope. But yeah. All right. Peace, y'all. Probably never make it when well, you listening to that right now. I said we on now.